Guys, welcome back to Minefields. Obviously, we're expanding our horizons. We have an extremely important guest with us today because we all know that tattooing is one of the best art forms on the fucking planet in the known universe in every parallel dimension. We've got Mr. Chris Vaughn from Legion Tattoo. How you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm good, brother. I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and uh, talk to our humble uh, podcast here, man. Hey, no worries. Thanks for uh, having me. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, you, you came highly recommended from this complete sack of shit named Randy Rude. But this other guy named Randy uh, Chacon, he's he, he's a stand-up guy. He said, you're, you, he said you're true blue, man. Yeah, yeah. Randy's, Randy's a good friend. I don't know about this Rude guy, though. Yeah, that Rude guy, uh, that UWO thing doesn't really fly with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I appreciate you being on the show. You set up your own uh, Skype just for this, so I appreciate that. I little sad you didn't take my advice on the uh, name as uh, Richard Jammer underscore 69 420. <laughs> 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 well, I, well, where are you from, man? Where are you from? I'm from the middle of nowhere, Missouri. You're from the Midwest? Yes, sir. Midwest. I like it. I like it. I get along with you guys the best, actually. Uh, We're good people, you know. You really are good people. You're all good people. Uh, you guys have lived lives. That's what I like about that. There's no shelteredness when it comes to Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, like, you're born and raised there. How'd you, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lived uh, there my entire life. What made In the you... Fort area. And I moved out here October 10th, 2013. I've been here. It'll be seven years this October. What was the inspiration behind the move? Um... Honestly, I just came out to guest spot, and there was no humidity, and you can smell the chronic. Yeah? Yeah. That was a, kind of a deciding factor, and I just said, fuck it. The people here are good people, man. It's a higher... Yeah, I do. Like, it is quite transient. Yeah. It it can be, yeah, because I, I did the same thing. I was like, fuck Oklahoma. My family was already living here, and I found myself traveling every three months on Southwest, and I just said, fuck it. Yeah. Southwest, good man. That's I always, good. I always roll Southwest. There's a little Southwest plug. What? <laughs> I know, right, man? Like, well, I like them the best because, like, they give you alcohol for free. They give you a, a whole Coke if you wanted, and yeah. uh, and as many peanuts as you want. And Coke and peanuts are, and whiskey are my favorite snack. So why not? And white, and they just gave me another one for free. So oh, that's they, awesome. they they have my uh, my heart forever. <laughs> You've got your own shot, man. That's no easy feat. No, sir. Uh, did you ever intend like uh, I, like my in my shoot job? I actually sell uh, home insurance, and lately, I've had a torrent of people because the interest rates dropped so low that yeah. are basically almost on the brink of tears because like they never thought they'd be, ever in their lives be a homeowner. Always thought they'd be a renter, and yeah. you've got your own shop. How did that? How did that come to be, man? Like, let, let, let's start there. Um, honestly, I I took some business college courses and stuff like that, but I don't know. I just I just always kind of do my own thing, anyways, you know. And I had saved up and just said, "Why not?" Well, the the life of a, the life of a tattoo artist, man. Like you're you're flying by the sea of your pants all the time. Like, how long did it take you to save up? Um, I'd say probably about three years. I saved up about almost twenty thousand dollars. 
Well, that's wonderful, man. Most people don't have a thousand dollars in their in their account. Like I spent every bit of it remodeling and getting that place together. Um, so that was kind of tough. Where'd the name Legion come from? I like the comic book character, or you know, the comic books of Legion and stuff like that. And I also the Marvel. You're talking uh, David Holler. Yes. Yes. Specifically. And uh, also, I'm kind of into all the fucking horror stuff and stuff like that, you know. And I just thought it was cool. I don't know. I had like 20 different names, and then that one just kind of stuck. Legion. And then it it, like this little logo that I just stayed up forever doing the little devil dude. I was like, that's kind of cool. No, I dig it. I, wow, I've never. I actually got in an argument the other day with someone that was like, "Man, how come you haven't? How come you didn't watch the X Men TV show?" And I was like, "Because that's not that's not David Holler." And they're like, oh, "Yeah, well, it was really cool." And I was like, "No, dude, nope." <laughs> yeah. I, I I get the same way about things as well because it's like, ah, hmm. it was just a little. It just bothered well, me that like the cinematic universe is different and all that stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's different, but it shouldn't be that different not not that different like like not making david so crazy and have him go completely batshit like right off the bat like yeah like yeah build it i didn't like what they did to danny rand and iron fist either i just want to throw that out there right now Ooh, that hurt i couldn't i made it man and then yeah (laughs) no 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 like okay so it's like not making david as crazy as he should have been was like taking cigarettes away from john constantine (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it it just like because even even to this day I don't know how uh, up to date how up to date are you in comics do you read regularly or just pick up graphic novel here or there um I, here and there I did just download that Marvel app where you can just read the shit out of anything you want worth every penny it really is yeah I know that thing is cool I haven't even really got to like jump into it like super hard the <laughs> The DC app is worth just as much. The DC app was cool. And I did like the uh, Harley Quinn show that they put out. That shit was hilarious. That was you know hilarious. I, mean? I, I, I didn't think they could they would do a I, hard R. I really didn't. It, yeah, that was pretty impressed. I even put uh, old Rusus Randy Rude on that. Yeah, actually, I think that's the first time I heard your name was we were uh, having some festivities before a CSW show uh, after we set up and we're in his garage and he put that shit on and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, dude, my boy turned me on to this, man. Have a super dodge. Hit me on face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, man, okay, so when it comes to the Marvel app, there's a couple There's a couple weird things you got to look for. There's Punisher in space. <laughs> uh, rude turn- that. It's good. Uh, that, that's good. Also, make sure that you read. I think half of them are on there, but the Immortal Hulk on there, specifically oh. Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk is probably one of the best things that's happened in comics in twenty years. Not that I heard Weapon H is good as well. Weapon H was good for the original run of the uh, when they first introduced him. After they gave him his own comic book, it just went like it. They 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 couldn't sustain the momentum. They did the thing where. Uh, they had the best of the best on it, and then after like that original run was over, they put like some D-lister guys on it, which is fine. They deserve a shot, but it like they ended up in like Weird World or something like that, and like it, uh, I'm surprised they made it through. And it goes left field. What's it, up with the Mortal Hulk? The Mortal Hulk is. Are you a Hulk fan? Yes. 
Okay, so imagine the uh, the the Hulk being written as a. Imagine if Shakespeare, or 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 insert your favorite uh, literature esque like should be studied in college writer uh, was was writing the Hulk, but made it a true blue fucking horror comic book, and ex- and explored all the options of of what the Hulk would be like for all his different psyches. Uh, we're talking Joe Chill. We're talking uh, Professor Hulk hasn't showed up yet. We've got Dumb Hulk. We've got uh, the Devil Hulk that he's always been trying to hold in forever is in control for the first, like, I want to say, like, 12 issues. Red Hulk? Uh, Red Hulk is not in it yet. Uh, As of right now, Thunderbolt Ross is dead still, but they're slowly but surely resurrecting all of the main Hulk goodies and baddies. Mm But, uh... I, w- I want to talk about some toys because I walk in your I walk into your your shop, and uh, tell me, I- I'm seeing I'm seeing amazing paintings on the wall. All y'all did by hand. I'm seeing I was a, if I didn't see a McFarlane toy somewhere, I'd have walked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, those or, were those were Brian's over there with the Sagor and all that. Yeah, yep. those are pretty. Cool. And you got all the classic. Uh, you got the kick-ass Neca's. You had the Ultimate Pinhead. Like what else you got up there, man? Um, a ton of stuff. I got an autograph, Robert England, Freddy Glove, um, shit ton of poppers. And I only bought like four of them, and now everything else somebody has brought me. But they're all cool, so I'll take it. Uh, I might have an extra Tortured Soul action figure for you. Buddy just get, I, was, I just got a, a zombie Wolverine and Deadpool, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. Somebody just brought it to me. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And then uh, she also got me an autographed Rosemary's Baby print. It's probably like a Ooh. eight. It's probably like a sheet of paper, eight and a half by eleven or something like that. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's autographed by Mia Farrow. That's and that's that's juicy, man. That's uh, yeah. I didn't want it. I was like, you didn't want it. Like, <laughs> no, I. You know, I don't be humble, man. Well, I mean, you can be humble up to a point, but like, if your if your artwork is good. Uh, I find okay. all my artwork over there on the side. I mean, shit, I uh, did all that by hand, like you said, you know, well, Listen, I just started painting like three, four months ago. I did everything with like colored pencil and stuff. I just became like obsessive. Those were all with, acrylic, right? Yes. Have you ventured into oil yet? Um, not yet. Like I said, shoot that, uh, that Freddie one, the needle fingers. Yeah. That was probably like my tenth or eleventh painting. I think you're gonna like oils a lot better. Um, I do, you can get like some super smooth blends and stuff. Like Eve is really like that Black Panther he showed you. Yeah. Yes, that's all oil. Well, it, it's it's not that it's not that you it's not just that you can blend what better, but you can take your time and you can play with the with play with the uh, play with wet. A, a lot yeah. better. Um, the like if you're doing layers, uh, when especially if you're doing thin layers to overlay to add more depth, like it's gonna it's gonna open up so much. Like it'll keep you awake at night, like yeah. wondering how you did something, man. I can't wait to see you do oils now, man. I like that. I, it'll be pretty soon, probably here. I'll probably get through what canvases I got. I pump one out like every two weeks. <laughs> how do you get in the mood to? How do you get in the mood to paint? Uh. I don't know. I just like to create, man. 
it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I just like drawing those like creepy characters and stuff like that. Or people that I'm into, like the Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. I got an Andre 3000 with flowers bursting out of his head. That's awesome. That, that just, I like how culture that shows you because like that, that means you're in, you're deep into uh, black culture. Oh yeah. Pretty grew up with it, you know, pretty much. So was that, was that difficult in, in the Midwest? Like, cause how old are you? Are, are you? I'm 36. Right. And we're about the same age. So uh, I, Lewis or Kansas city, you would think so, but the Fort Leonard area is very multicultural. We're probably like the only multicultural place. And then all the surrounding areas are hee-haw and shit, you know? I just I just meant difficult in terms of like when I moved to Oklahoma like that it was shit man it was like back in 2001 or 2 and I swear to god at that time the state quarter should have said hey it's Oklahoma you can still say the n word here uh like it was not okay to hang out with black people which was yeah. bullshit which was- where I'm from it's like 50/50 there so we never really had that like I didn't grow up all the surrounding areas though were just like that right we're right. just like that. And they hated us in school sports and all that shit. I mean, that's nuts. Well, I guess- I, unfortunately, I was able to come out of that. You know what I mean? Like, my next door neighbors when I was kids were all different races. You know? I grew up in the military, and, uh, man, like, I've been around, like, every shape or form of human being that you can possibly imagine, other than, like, I haven't met any, like, third world country people. But like, yeah. like Oklahoma was a culture shock for me. Like, like, wait a minute, you guys are actually racist? I thought that was like a cartoon thing, or like yeah. fucking Alabama. And yeah, <laughs> and, and then the other thing was is that I've and it's really like really near and dear to my heart that because I grew up really goth, and I, I still am very goth. I mean, you saw me. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, no black person in my life has ever called me a faggot. Or, or didn't want to be my friend. Like, like they they give me an eyebrow. Like, okay, motherfucker's got pink hair and he's wearing a, like a fucking like to the ground fucking skirt. But once uh, my yeah. best friend parents pretty much raised me forever. I don't know. Black people are the shit. <laughs> they really are. They really are, man. I remember when I was a. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, they're just some of the best people on the planet. I think, or at least you know. My best friend's family pretty much raised me for a while, you know. They probably saved me from being a hoodlum on the street, dude, because I didn't have nobody for a while, dude. They just took me in like, nope, you're not just fucking running around. Like, <laughs> like no questions asked took you in? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Food and clothes? Yep. Just behave yourself? Hold nine. Still give me a pair of socks every year for Christmas on how many socks I used to leave over there. <laughs> I'm like, not even kidding. That that makes me really happy, man. Um, I, I know that it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, whatever fill in the blank subject with whatever you're feeling right now or whatever our listeners listening to right now, but it it's near and dear to my heart, and it, it's it's so important that we talk about positivity. Yeah, dude. Especially now because everybody's negative, you know, or everything you see on the everybody, but. How does it? There's a lot of negativity, like via social media. Yeah, you got them keyboard trolls that think they can talk uh, shit. Uh, and... I got Harvard a... political science makers all of a sudden. 
Not named to Admirella. Bachelor degree triggered. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, okay, I got a question for you. That, that opens up a nice door. Very often I hear people being like, I'm having a shitty day, I'm having a shitty month, I'm having a shitty year, I need to go get tatted. Mm-hmm. And then, what are you, all of a sudden fucking, like, armchair fucking psychiatrist there all of a sudden while you're poking very, up pins and needles? Very much therapy to people. Um, sometimes I feel they might divulge a bit more than they should, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it, I think it really does help people, though, somewhat, you know. I used to be a really bad cutter. Um, I think, actually, for uh, people that do do that, it is a nice uh, release for them because there's a lot of scars and stuff that I, I actually cover up quite often. I didn't know you could do that. You can. It just depends on how deep. Like, if you got real big keloided things or just, like, then that's hard. It just depends on the age of them as well, too. So... Say you got a pretty fresh one on there, you're going to want to wait yeah. quite nine, some time. Nine years sober. That's awesome. Nine but years yeah, you'd sober. be surprised, um, honestly. Because for the most part, like, I get more or less, like, a bunch of little cuts in succession. Like, they're all, and that's like a bunch of them, though, you know? Yeah. Almost burn scar. Yeah, I've got, uh, I'm. I stopped wearing short, uh, long sleeves a long time ago because I just—it's hot and it's just yeah. not my style. But uh, oh, there's no way you could have done that in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, no, I still—I still had to. Uh, but um, it's funny. Um, the the cuts all over my arms are really deep and bad, and they're 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 pretty ugly. But I learned when like I stopped being like conscious about it, and like because I wasn't doing it for attention. Like it was like a, it was like a pressure release valve. Like, yeah. It was like a pressure release valve. But uh, I noticed that there's no such thing as sneaking a peek at a set of tits. Because <laughs> I see people like talk to me, talk to me, and their eyes like just like I see them just go like, like boom, there yeah. they are. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, because of that, I, uh, I've had to be a lot more stealthy in my uh, tit peeking. <laughs> <laughs> well, 2020, man. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, in my uh, in my memory, uh, uh, peaking. <laughs> whatever, right. whatever politically correct word for Hooters that you want me to fill in. Uh, I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. I just no, I think, I think it's hilarious. The uh, I want to get back to uh, the therapy as- uh, uh, aspect of it because it's important. You get, I mean, like you get handed someone's emotional backpack and they leave it on you. Uh, how did how do you deal with it? You just got to keep moving. I mean, just like last night, I tattooed a dude that lost his son. Old. To what? And he lost his son. I, be- I believe it was blood disease like leukemia, but I don't think it was uh, precisely that. Right. Which just happens in children. Yeah. Or small, you know. But uh, I mean, he's a 21-year-old kid, man. That's like, I don't, how, the, how the fuck do you respond to that, you know? Right. But he, he was pretty positive, you know what I mean? And like I, I did feel pretty bad for him. Like, shit like that's kind of hard. Or, like, when you have to tattoo somebody's, like, I tattooed a grandma one time downtown, and she did her grandson. He's probably four or five years old. Same kind of deal. Some kind of cancer stuff. Yeah, I mean, she just bawled her eyes out the whole time. It's that shit. I cried, too, man. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's kind of hard to deal with sometimes. But I mean, you just do. It's. I would say you probably generally need to be pretty easygoing uh, if you seek a career in this field. It's like talking to empaths because empaths, they absorb everyone's shit. They do everything they can to make someone else better. But at the same time, though, it fills them up yes. completely. How do you... Um, uh, Brian, is he is very much like that. He can't even watch like super gore movies or stuff. It'll make him pass out. It's crazy. How do you... How do you take that emotional shower. Um, you just go hug your wife. You, uh, take a couple of drinks, take a couple of tokes. Uh, I do, I do smoke quite a bit of pot. Um, <laughs> and by quite a bit, I mean like a shit ton. Good. But I, I guess that's how, I don't know. One of my friends asked me when I first moved out here, he's like my big brother. That's who I was living with. And, uh, he's like, man, you just go about your day, just like it's a new day. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I've just always kind of been like that. I just try to stay positive. And how did you learn keep, that? Because you don't just learn that by accident. You learn it through a lot of pain. I, yes, uh, somewhat. My parents split up at like, and that was pretty bad when I was pretty little. You know, and then that's how I ended up with my friends' parents and stuff because, like, my mom was working all the time, my dad was gone. I was pretty much being raised by high school until they intervened. Um, but honestly, you know, my grandfather, my dad's dad, was always like that. Never met a stranger. Always super chill, super cool. You know, and real positive all the time. And I just, I don't know. I always felt like it would be a good thing to be positive like that. It's it's hard to do that sometimes, but when it's legit, it it comes easy once you are able to f- have that frame of mind because you have no time. Yeah. Well, I I, I certainly appreciate you sharing that, man. I like I don't think you realize I was going to try to get that deep. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah, like I said, man, I'm an open book. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I also have like ADD real bad, so I'm like, hey, butterfly, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> It don't take much. I've got the attention span of a dead moth. But I'm doing pretty good right now, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> well, I'm just happy to promote your show. And, and I'm sorry, your uh, your your shop, your art. Oh. It's it's uh, it stands out, man. Like I have a I I I've spent a lot of my adult life hanging out with tattoo artists and rock stars and the well, yeah. give a shit if they're rock stars or whatever. But like talking about the lifestyle, um, yeah. I walk into your shop. And uh, I was nervous, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because you never know. You don't know who's behind that door. You, you never know what's behind any door. But even then, yeah. like, when I walked into that shop, it was like a home. Like, and, and I mean, not to be too intrusive, but it was like everything on the walls, the way you introduce yourself, the way your friends and fellow tattoo artists introduce yourself to me um, – immediately made me feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know what? A lot of people say that, man. And I'm not even trying to, like, toot my own horn there, but a lot of people are, like, just super chill when they come in. It's it's it's, right. a, it's a hard thing to uh, create a layer that a very specific type of person will feel comfortable in. Yeah. And you... You know, Sunday Granny uh, walking in and seeing Terrorizer on the wall, and 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she's, she might pray for you a little bit, but she's not coming back. But then there's the people that have been hurt and hurt and are living hard lives and are doing better. And then they, they're getting their body uh, immortalized with your art and your fellow yeah. artist's art. And they walk in and like, ah, let's do this. Yeah. All the time. And that's a lot of trust too, you know, like in order to do that, you know, you'd be amazed at how many people are even looking for photos. I'm like at the person, like, no, look at this. <laughs> you know. Has it made you a better person? I think so. Yes. Because I get, to, I get to see a lot like a lot, a lot of different walks of life and like hear different stories and stuff like that. What are are some of the stories that stand out to you, whether they're happy, sad, like, or extraordinary, uh, that that someone has told you, you know, um, it's kind of cool when I randomly get to talking to somebody and they got tattooed because they were in the military, uh, back where I'm from. And they'll be like, Oh man, you sold me a tattoo back then. You just didn't have the beard. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then, like, I'll they'll show me the tattoo, and I'll know who did it, and like when. And that's that shit's kind of cool. I, I really like that. Um, no, I mean, like, I mean, like a story that, like, that you have to come home and tell your wife about. Like, you won't uh, believe what I heard. Um, old guy downtown. This shit's kind of fucked up. Let's do it. Um, he's like a cross dresser, which is no big deal. Of course, but he's like great. So it's like, it's already kind of a strange dichotomy, which it doesn't even matter if he's a straight gay or whatever, but that's how he leads off. Understood. And then going into getting his uh, social security checks every month. He's probably about 65 old. And then he starts telling me, because, you know, when I work downtown, you know, those high schoolers go out and go to lunch and shit. Yeah. Uh, He's like, you know, sometimes when I get this check, I ask these girls if they want to suck my dick. You know what I mean? I'm a girl dad. He's like, my poor child is 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 my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. it was real hard not to like knock him the fuck out in there. Honestly, you know yeah. what I mean. I was just like, man, that's really uncalled for. You better hope somebody doesn't go home and tell their father. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna end you. Like that's a difficult right hurt you pretty bad. You know what I mean? And that's strange. Like a lot of people think we're degenerate assholes, and that's fucking strange to me because most of us are just nerds that like to kill our own people. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like. It's just strange that, like, they feel comfortable to do that. Like, I could go to a doctor's office or something like that. And once they know that I do tattoos, then it's like, well, fuck shit, goddamn, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm, I'm fucking dying, man. <laughs> All jokes aside, because I'm pretty, like, jokey, you know? But, like, it's it's weird to me. Uh, um, I've, I've got the same wall. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would have had a difficult time finishing. I think that's strange. Like, to me, I think it's strange, you know? Like, just treat me like a normal dude. Yeah. I, I agree. The one thing I do like about COVID, though, is that I'm, I'm 6'3". I wear all black all the time. You actually caught me on a stray day when I was wearing a New Japan Pro shirt that's white. But uh, wearing the mask, the glasses, long hair on my face. People usually stay away from me, which is pretty much what I want. <laughs> But uh, now they still extra away, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Distancing. It's real nice. I enjoy grocery shopping again without somebody coming grab my arm. I'm like, look at that. It's like, why are you touching me? <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've got these scars on my arm. I've been at the grocery store before, and some lady just was like, what did you do? And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to hit a woman. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard sometimes. And you know, I don't know. People are kind of assholes. 
It happens, man. The one thing, I was talking with my buddy last night. He's a local artist, and I'd really like for you to meet him because I think you'd really enjoy him. Uh, his name's Gunther Goltz. We were hanging out last night, and uh, I hadn't seen him in a while uh, because of COVID, but we had socially distant beer last night. And uh, we were discussing, uh, he, he gets a little political every now and then, which is fine. He's not shitty about it. Uh, but yeah, um, I like that, you know. He, like, we had a couple of thoughts that we were, we cheers to was the don't get married to any idea you have because COVID and the Black Lives Matter and also, uh, you know, everything going on with the police and the elections coming up is really just solidified. We can't be married to our ideas and also that. Uh, I feel like a better man now, everything, because there's been perspectives that have changed with me, little things that I feel like a better man. The second thing off is that, um, let's see, there was the, getting, sorry, I'm getting a little, my my mind is just racing at the moment, is, uh, see, Gunther, you're going to like Gunther, I know you're going to love Gunther, he's a, he's a comic book artist, we're actually doing a, a wrestling comic book together. And, is he the uh, one that does uh, Randy's artwork? What? Is he the one that does uh, CSW's artwork? No, that's Hollywood. Hollywood gets better and better lately. Um, Gunther's a local comic book artist, and man, it's going to kill me. I forgot the idea that I had. I guess it didn't matter, because uh, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you, you know, the ideas come in and, and then they, they, they escape. Man, it's going to pop in in there in a second, and I'm going to accidentally interrupt you. I'm going to get all excited. How's that? What are you smoking? Uh, right now, I'm just smoking a nasty cigarette. Oh, but no. I want the uh, purple Kush. Oh, purple just, Kush? Which is lovely. Man, uh, like, I used to smoke every now and then back in o- Oklahoma, but it was like, I, I, I. Here they've got this Colorado super weed, and I don't like seeing colors I haven't seen before, uh, unless I'm prepared. <laughs> no, Colorado's got some good, good weed. I, I will say that. Um, a good friend of mine has grown, and he grows for a pretty large, like they source out to many dispensaries, but he's probably done about 15 years. He used to get tattooed every Wednesday for four years, and he'd always bring me just super choice nugs and stuff. It was pretty cool. And it's kind of amazing when somebody would get tattooed every Wednesday <laughs> for four years, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. What do you prefer? Blunts? Joints? Bong rips, dabs. Well, it depends on which phase of stoner. You know, back in the day, I was more of the blunts, but only natural leaf kind of stuff. Where people were even into that shit. Right. You know, we're like brickweed, forty dollar quarter days, nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. Oklahoma, right here, brickweed, shitty yeah. Mexican brickweed. <laughs> yeah. That shit used to get you stoned. Yeah. Like, you know, me and my buddy were talking about that the other day. Like, I used to get ice yet. Maybe it's just because I was young, you know? But, uh, damn, I done lost my train saw now. <laughs> but, right. That's fine. All right, let's do, let's do machine gun fun right now. Okay, DC or Marvel? Marvel. Well, depends on the story. Fuck. How do you appreciate, how do you appreciate DC? Because I feel like the argument really is, Star Trek and Star Wars. Do you like just nonstop fighting and tits or do you like emotional quality and something that builds up and that's each one has its own occasion? I like a little bit of both, I think. Because like even on my hands I got the Joker on one fist and then I got Venom on the other. You know what I mean? Right. Those, Those are just, just 
that I always liked, even when I was like super little, you know. Those are your two but, favorites? Like, the Batman series is good. I feel like cinematically, DC is behind the curve, but they're catching up. They've gotten better. Cinematically, gotten... cinematically, you're correct, but when uh, it comes to their cart, when... wise, they're fucking nasty. You know what was that? What's nasty? Kills it on the uh, animated. I was just, I was literally about to say that their, 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 their cartoons are superior. Sorry. (laughs) Did, did you see the Constantine hard R voiced by the guy that played Constantine in the TV show? It was so fucking good. Oh man. About the animated movie where he like bones Los Angeles. (laughs) The woman. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that shit's real good. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Flashpoint. Uh, dude, I, can you believe they did a legit fucking killing joke? Yes. Wow. That was, and I like Mark Hamill a lot, too. Oh, dude, I couldn't believe that they were able to pull that off because it's Batman, and we're talking rape. We're talking murders. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, no, DC does not give a fuck on their streaming service, either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No folks give it to Doom Patrol was kick ass, man. Did you watch that one? That is good. With uh, Bridget Fraser. Yes, sir. A, yes. Yes. I was the uh, Bridget Fraser back in something, too. I love oh. that guy in general, man. Dino, man, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> did you uh, Did you see Bill and Ted yet? Yeah. And? I, I liked it. I thought it was all right. It was definitely the funniest thing I've seen in a while, but I feel like COVID has really like muted my sense of humor. God, it has. No, the uh, they took thirty minutes to do the. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed with that because I was expecting that right out the gate. Dude, yeah. it was, it, they gave they gave us all this foreplay and then boom, right in no condom. <laughs> oh, for real. And the ending, I don't know. I thought that was a little strange. I think it was fun. I think it made. It was- you know, I mean, what else are you going to do? You know? Well, make an anthem. Like, you can't argue yeah. with an anthem. Like, if, if you're trying to you make, really? like, like uh, fucking uh, an Iron Maiden song or a Metallica song, uh, an anthem. Yeah, yeah you uh, need, like, a like a strong ballad. Oh, agreed. <laughs> it, it, it definitely <laughs> kind of killing me, man. <laughs> Dude, I've had such a fucking weird day, man. I... I cannot tell you how much I appreciate these this sort of conversations with real artists, man. Yeah, no worries, man. Shit. Appreciate did you, you How did you feel when you realized you were a real artist? Like a legit artist. Not just making money on your own, but like making your own art. Making your own style. Feeling comfortable yeah. signing your name and like, fuck yeah, this is me. Yep. Yeah, felt pretty good. You know? Oh, For a while oh, see, when I started out, I... I was growing pot at a time in Missouri where it probably wasn't very uh, fortuitous <laughs> if you got caught, you know what I mean? And so I was, uh, I went to school full time though, so I didn't have time to like really work or nothing like that, man. And uh, I was like, who likes pot? That's not going to tell on me. <laughs> like right. that GP, and I just ended up there. Working on the weekend, like I had no plans on that. Didn't do no art. All I did was play sports, pretty much in high school, and everything. And then I was just good at talking to people, and they're like, "Hey, man, you might be good at this." And then I came obsessed with it, like nuts. Like, oh shit, I'm not good at this. I gotta fuck. And I just busted my ass for the last twelve years. 
pretty much, if you, that's counting my apprenticeship. And now you're one of the best in the Springs and the state. I'm in a, I, I'm in a best of Springs thing again. I didn't find out till yesterday. That was the last day of voting. <laughs> I, I voted for yeah. you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I used to what work, a, I used to a, work for the Indy. I got fired from the Indy. Did you? Dude, actually, I got fired slash quit. I had this this editor named God. What the fuck was that fucking woman's name? Uh, it was it, it started with an E. But what happened was is that I would take everything she said verbatim, and she's like, "You need to change this." I'm like, "This is your edit from what you just sent me," and I'm like, "Listen, I'm done." And she's like, "Well, this is going to be your last one working for us," and I'm like, "Good, because I'm done." Uh, in fact, I'm just done. Do it yourself. And she's like, well, let's finish it. And I'm like, no. And she calmed me down. We finished the thing. And uh, I don't think she works there anymore, man. She was a fucking hard ass. And like, 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 and, and I'm bringing it up specifically because I felt like she was a woman that hated men. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a topic I've, I've wanted to talk about for a while. And um, I, there's hate. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. I'm bigger than you. I'm not going to attack you. I haven't hit on you. You're posting fucking half-naked photos on Instagram. Do I I felt like I had to like them, but I couldn't like too many of them. Like I was looking at everyone like yeah. and, and and uh Edie, Edie Edelstein. That was her name. <laughs> but when you uh the good thing about about getting when you get voted best is you get to go to the uh the the indie uh christmas party have you got to one yet i was supposed to go to the one last year but stony baloney over here i don't even know i guess because they, they tried to contact me like multiple times and i was probably either tattooing or it was like a day i went there like a tuesday or some shit yeah uh, yeah, I was supposed to go last year, and I never made it. They have it at mansions. They have live DJs, live bands, free booze, free local beer, free wine, oxygen bars. They're, like the, the first one I went to had a sushi room. The other one had a uh, pastry room. The, there like people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little too fancy. I mean, it was fun to be at a fancy event being a long-haired fucking asshole, but a metalhead. Uh, I, I always feel kind of out of place and shit like yeah, like so I just, I just got really drunk. I'm like, God, please don't make a prolapse joke or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I had a girlfriend that used to send me all the fucking fucked up prolapse jokes, uh, uh, photos she'd find on fucking Reddit and shit. She's like, you've got to see this one. You can put a whole fucking cereal bowl in it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about toys. Okay. Complete fucking 180. What original toys do you have from the eighties? I don't even want to say I'm, I'm kind of hurt by this because I was a huge He-Man kid. He-Man, yeah, Joe toys. I used to have my He-Man's my favorite. You know, I got Skeletor on my foot. I got Castle Grayskull on my ribs. <laughs> That's my shit. So next time when I see you, if I tell you to take your shirt off, you're not. I'll do it. it. it yeah, I'll cool. do it. Uh, but I swear to God, like, I wish I had some of those, like, Battle Cat, man, fucking, dude, I had so much cool shit. I had the original Castle Grayskull, fucking I have a thing. Gift. I have a gift for you. My brother had the Metal Transformers, and uh, those are nice. I, I think he has 
uh, a multitude of them. I still have my Bumblebee. Oh, damn. Original? Original metal. Fuck, dude. They're so cool. Steve actually has quite a bit of toys from that era. He's got all the He-Man shit. I fucking hate him. You know, not really. He's my bro. But (laughs) he's the uh, Black Panther painting guy. Oh, no. I remember. Like, that guy made a huge impression on me. That guy was such a nice gentleman. That guy? Seattle. He's from Seattle? No, he is from uh, Bronx, New York. Oh, I misheard you. Um, I have to say that your your troops really brought it home for me, man. Like, that's pretty chill. Oh no, the, y'all ain't chill. <laughs> no, no, y'all ain't chill. Um, you're chill when you need to be, but I'm looking at, I'm talking to you, and I see this this girl in the corner looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and I didn't take it personally. They're like, no, I, like I appreciated that sort of, that sort of, sort of caution. And then I, I made sure like, Hey, my name's Joshua Michael. And then, and then when I brought up the hunt, your homie was like, that was really good. Like, like looking at me, like you have two seconds to prove yourself. Did <laughs> um, It was the one with the goggles. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's like the nicest guy on the planet, dude. Yeah, he was like, cool. There's uh, probably one of the best human beings I've ever met. Like, I'm not kidding. He would give me the shirt off his back, dude. He's cool. He seemed like it, man. He was all set up to show his art off. I mean, the guy was legit. Uh, all those ladies boys, too. God, I hate him. Not really. But <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I might have a few presents for you, because I... I uh, uh, Luke I, Skywalker. The little, like the little tiny, it's almost like G.I. Joe size in the fucking package. With or without, okay, all right, here's the kicker on this one. I've only seen him. Is it a fully extended lightsaber or is it the extendable lightsaber? Ooh, I bet you it's already extended. All right. He's not, he's not fucking around. All right. It will, yeah, okay, but the the extendable one was the original one, so if he, if you catch him. If you catch him with the extended one, give him some shit. Give him some shit, I will, dude. Give him some shit. How did you feel how did you feel about Thundercats? It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Fuck yeah. And when I was a kid, I was always like you like (laughs) He Man, you like Thundercats. Answer immediately and you will be judged. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard, dude. Yeah. Yeah. See what they're doing to Thundercats on like the Cartoon Network? fuck, Fuck that. It looks all Steven Wonder, kind of. Dude, that shit pisses me off, man. That, that... Bubble up, Lionel, dude. He's a savage beast. What about Pantro, dude? <laughs> dude, when they, when they... Okay, so I understood the gimmick back in the early 2000s when they were doing, like, Two Dumb Dogs. Was it Two Stupid Dogs? Uh, dogs. It was funny. That, the Two Stupid Dogs was my favorite one. Uh, then they came out with uh, the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter. And Powerpuff Girls original and Dexter was very good. Gendy uh, Tartavowski or whatever his name is. Gennady or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, oh, maybe it is Gennady or something like that. Yeah. My, my problem is it started a aesthetic of shitty art. Yeah, cow and chicken, that and Nettie, all that shit. It, it, it started an aesthetic of shitty art. Okay, it's, we're going to, like, we can't draw, we're not going to try, and, like, hopefully the script makes up for it, but, like, mm, the script, the, like, Dexter's Laboratory was like Bugs Bunny to me. Yeah, look how dope the artwork was in Thundercats, dude. Like the original. 
amazing. The original one, dude. There was a there was a Wildstorm comic that on a ship or something. It's so dope. No, oh, no, absolutely. Uh, there was a Wildstorm comic that came out back in two thousand one. Before Jim Lee sold out to DC, and Ed McGinnis, who is one of the most notable uh, Hulk artists ever, was doing the Thundercats, and it was so epic. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, dude, you're getting me all, like, misty-eyed on this shit, man. Yeah, uh, I love all that shit. <laughs> all right, 84. So, <laughs> all right, were you Joe or Cobra? Cobra, for sure. Cobra for f- Bale Nobra. I mean, Hail Cobra. I was I with the villains, dude. I don't know why, dude. Skeletor, always talking shit. Love that motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> I love it, man. I've always been a heel guy, man. I've always been a bad guy, man. Always. Like, I just always liked him. I don't know why. Even when I was a kid. You know? I had the little Skeletor scepter and shit that, like, made noise when he fucking walked with it. God damn it. It was cool. I wish I still had it. How? Had- I used to like He Man because my middle name is Adam. He was Prince Adam. I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Time. That's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, how how wonderful was it at the end of House of a Thousand Corpses? All those fucking teenagers were just butchered, and the bad guys won. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Satan, uh, not too long ago, on somebody, and I couldn't even believe he asked for it. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> what? what let, let me get my NECA action figure out for some perspective on this. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. I, it was very hard to find an image of him. Yeah, I found, finally found one. It took me like a day, like a full 24 hours. And it's when he's, you know, when they run by him at the end. Yeah. I guess that's all you see. Yeah. Cloudy farms and stuff. Yeah, dude. And they had like a perfect shot with the mask and the dude's head, like sitting there with all the shit on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rob's twisted. House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects? I feel like they both have their good points to them. I really like the... I would say the dialogue in Devil's Rejects is pretty top shelf. It's pretty good. They like to use the Manson thing with the devil's work and all that. True blue... True blue slasher flick. Yep. Uh, Which brings me to Terrifier. I thought that was a great homage to uh, 80s slasher. I just, I... And I just never seen nothing really quite like that either. Like, he's a creep, man. When you're able to turn your sense of disbelief off like that... Yeah. Uh, when it, with, a, with like, I assume you, you have a book of horror movies or, or a wall of them like I do. Um, I have Ireland in closet, literally full of them. It's my wife's favorite part of the house. Not... But it just, I like <laughs> you, 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 you can smell a, you can smell a bad one right off the bat. But Terrifier Man, I mean, we talked about the original ones with the original clown. Uh, what was the name of the clown again? Uh, oh, All Hallows Eve. But he's Art the Clown. Yeah. The uh, the new one, the new guy from Terrifier. He's a different guy that just pulled it off even better than the original. And I heard an interview with him with Y2J, Chris Jericho, and my hero. And I say it like that every single time. Uh, what? The lion tamer, dude. <laughs> the lion tamer. He, dude. Uh, uh, I don't even want to get, like, everyone that's listening is, is going to be like, God damn it. Of course he worked Chris Jericho into the, pod, into the podcast. Um, is he with uh, AEW? 
You're goddamn right he's with AEW. I thought he was with uh, Dusty Rhodes' kids. With uh, Cody and Dustin, yes, sir. Yep. Um, I don't know, shit, man. If like you end up liking me enough, I'll I'll fucking bring a TV on fucking Wednesday nights after work and plop it down, and you can tattoo people, and we'll watch wrestling. I don't give a shit. I'll bring whiskey. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I can watch uh, AEW in a fucking tattoo shop with some legit motherfucker artists, yeah, um, really I'm down. Good. Actually, however, they've uh, done their due due diligence on it. They really have, man. Uh, I actually uh, was chatting with one of their uh, stars, up and coming stars today. I'm not going to name their name. I'll tell you afterwards. But um, uh, I gave them a, a lucky T-shirt, and they, I gave them a, a, a vintage 1995 Antichrist Superstar shirt that sells for like $200. And I gave it to her to them, and said, "This is a lucky shirt. It'll it'll grant you luck." And she messaged me and they're like, "You weren't kidding about that fucking shirt." God, I wanted to see Man's View. Uh, last time you had a concert. That big ass stage thing on him. Oh yeah, gun <laughs> props. You, it's like, oh my god, it's like a building. <laughs> I agree, man. Kind of sucks. Where do you find the inspiration for your for your work? I mean, obviously, like, like, forgive me if I make too much of an assumption here. You feel, you you seem like someone that's uh, always on the look for something to inspire them, and never actively looking for something specific and wanting. Karma to bring them what they need when they need it. Does that make sense? Or it does. Wrong? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a. I would say I'm more of like go getter. But like a lot of those films we just talked about, I draw inspiration from a lot of that stuff. You know. Favorite um, horror movies? Give me a ten. And no, and give me a give me your top ten in no necessary order. That's that's hard. It's like, oh man. Give me the There's, ones. Give me the ones that pop in your head. Come on, Mister ADD. Nightmare Three was cool. Uh, the original Halloween Two I like a lot. I don't know why it's just something creepy. About the hospital and him just walking around fucking shit up. Um, honestly, a lot of people probably won't even agree with this one, but I'd say the original Amityville Horror is fucking dead. That one like, was good. <laughs> I love uh, the that. original Evil Dead. Um, that holds a special place in my heart just because it's cool as shit. You're the first person in my life that said they liked orig- original Evil Dead first instead of two. Yeah, fuck. All that, the hand, fucking makeup and shit, like all that shit is cool. Like the fucking tree rape. I know they weren't trying to be all cheese dick with it, you know what I mean? Like it was actually, like if you look at some of it, it's kind of fucking creepy. Like when she starts spinning her head around and like reciting what the cards he's got in his hand and shit. Practical makeup for the fucking win, man. Yeah, uh, Tom Savini, dude. Mr. Tom Savini, sex machine himself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what is that? Uh, the Quint Tarantino shit. Fuck. Thinking about my dick, thinking yeah. about my dick, thinking about the glass, thinking about my dick, thinking about the glass. <laughs> oh, dude. That's a good one. But that wouldn't be in my top ten where to stop. God damn it. I'm a... And when it comes bad, to... Yeah. When it comes to form, like if I was critiquing something like at like the Met or something like that, I'd say the best horror movie ever made was Bride of Frankenstein. That's a fantastic movie, actually. Uh, That's a really well done movie. Extremely yeah. well done. It's... Compositionally well. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, even the monster knew he was a monster. And then the fact that, like... 
All she did was scream. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a pretty deep flick, man. <laughs> Candyman. You know? uh, Candyman. I, I did the original Exorcist. Candyman. That's my shit. Yep, I love that. That was cool. Damn, there's just so many. To think of a million. Um, what did you think of Ginger Snaps? Actually, not fucking bad, dude. <laughs> I thought it was all right. It's fucking. A little cheese dick, but I, I watched it. I Dude, I'll watch fucking Zombiever, all right? And enjoy it, you know? Like, like yeah. that's where I'm at, you know? Like, I like a little beer. Right? Some of them are kind of weird, like Rubber. Oh, dude. Watch, uh, rubber rubber is, was written and directed, or at least no, 100% directed by a guy, a French director. He, he used to be a DJ back when Electro was big, back in 2007. Uh, he, he used to go by the name Mr. Oizio, but he, the, he got laid in the shower with some big titty blonde chick and then blowing people's heads up. Sign me up, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. He was, he was uh, that, that, he actually, you know, if it wasn't a tire, it might be fucking good. I can, I can see that. What I, mean, hope- I don't know. Maybe somewhere. I've watched it like four times though, so that kind of makes me. <laughs> How do you feel about balancing Magnet films, magnet films, hobo with a shotgun, um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, magnet was magnet is the 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 company that put out the yeah. the best good movies like VHS, hobo with a shotgun, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, as uh, opposed to Glenn, Glenn from uh, Walking Dead, Mayhem. Yes, they're like all in the office and shit. Yeah, man, they got some good shit. I like the IFC Midnight films. Some of those are pretty good. The, the, Shutter. Game up a little bit. Oh, shut! Do you you've got to? Oh, please tell me you're watching every episode of Joe Bob Riggs' uh, Last Drive-In. Fucking cool, huh? Yeah, dude. Were you one of those dudes like me, staying up late on a Saturday night? Can't like. Okay, so they replaced Rhonda up all night with, yeah, with Joe Bob Riggs. And oh, you talking about back in the day? Back in the day, back in the USA day. Remember back when USA on Friday the Thirteenth would play every uh, Jason movie yeah. in a row. Just call me, pick up the phone. Remember them? Yeah. Yes, sir. Dude, you're making me happy. All right, yeah. so you're watching uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Yes. Oh God, like that's that's like that show alone is worth the six bucks for Shutter a month alone. Funny too, and I like uh, what you call that cursed films they did. That was pretty cool. That was really good. I actually watched that with my mom. Actually, liked uh, Scream Queen. With Jesse from Nightmare 2. I'm putting I thought, that, hold on. Okay. Let me write that down. I have not watched that yet. Oh, uh, dude, it's good. I watched yeah. the, uh, that, there's a Frankenstein movie on there that is like, as upsetting as 8mm. Screen Queen. Alright, saved. Super good. Um, have you watched the Kane Hodder documentary on there. That is on my list, but I just yep. finished Leviathan, uh, the uh, yep. two, the two-parter. Yep. yep, that was good. I just finished part two last week. Man, I, I actually have an extra Julia, if I can find it in my uh, storage, that will be yours just for gracing me with your presence on my podcast. As in you know. the NECA toy Julia wrapped up. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, it, it's if I can find her, it's yours. Cool, man. Yeah, I had a girlfriend that like was really cool, and she got me two Franks and, Ju- and two Julias. 
uh, so I could open them and then keep the other ones. Like the ones pristine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about more about tattooing, man. I'm sorry we went down on that rabbit hole, but you said ADD, and I went and hold fucking ADD on you too. I'm good, dude. How I'm do you dead. how do you approach uh, the concept or the challenge when someone's like, "Just give me a tattoo, or make it evil, or I don't care what you do." Usually, I tell them to pick a noun because if you ask me, I'm just going to put a cheeseburger or something on it. <laughs> You gotta have some kind of clue what you want, you know. Pick a noun. Okay, so if I said uh, "scream queen," or no, no, that's too easy. If I said, man, if I said just make it evil, or, or I'm really into death metal. Oh, cool! Uh, death metal, like death metal, like Norwegian black metal shit. Norwegian or, death metal shit can't can't decipher the logo. I mean, I guess Behemoth would be, uh, I guess, considered kind of mainstream. Oh, hell no, dude. Dude, I almost got my ass beat in a fucking Behemoth mosh pit back in 2003 in OKC because I was moshing too hard. And someone knocked me over, and I tripped backwards, and I fell into the one black metal dude in a wheelchair. (laughs) Knocked his ass out of the wheelchair, and I'm thinking I'm about to get stomped. But it was like, he was this black metal dude just, like, punching, and he was just punching. While his buddy wheeled them around the mosh pit. And I'm like, I'm so fucking sorry. And they, they're like, dude, it's cool. And I helped put him back in his chair. And I'm like, I'm looking around like I'm about to get killed. And, uh, uh, yeah, but, yo, but I really like them. Dude, they're dope. They're dope. Satyricon, I just got back into them since fucking 99. I haven't listened in a while. I can never pronounce her name, but like Dimmu Borger. Bor- Dimmu Borger. I saw them in Albuquerque and... Uh, Strange, yeah. Strange. They're all the fucking black metal guys that thought they were hardcore. When he goes out and he stomps his staff and he pronounces his soul to the devil, everyone sat down, but like me and like three other dudes. <laughs> I would have loved it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Slayer was my first one, first concert, and uh, kind of like you falling into the wheelchair, guys. Some dude got a little overzealous and like hit this chick because these guys like. Oh. Literally kicked. It was bad. Yeah, he's probably still hurting from that one. We, we, I was like, whoa, man. <laughs> it was a good time. As an artist, what are you trying to say? Um, I honestly, dude, I just want to do uh, really dope art on people. You know, it's, it's forever. I wanted to, you know, you got to look at it like, do I want it to last for the picture? For the Instagram, do you want to last for like 25 years later? And somebody's like, damn, look at that shit. Like, that's what I'm after, I guess I should say. Like, I want that shit to look good for life, not just for a photo or for a Instagram like or something like that. Because I don't really give a fuck about that shit. I'm like horrible posting shit. I just want to make really good art and make it dope for the rest of their life. You've got a unique challenge because... Like, someone could be a Salvador Dali, fucking Lori Earley, or Lost Fish, and their canvas is usually just screaming, I'm blank, fix me. But your canvas is way different. Alive. Yes. And Uh, it's different uh, with every person. Everybody, nobody's skin is the same. How do you approach that? Whether if it's the skin, or the art they want, or what they're into. I mean, like, uh, does it hurt? What do you mean hurt? 
stretching yourself to accept things you might not be ready for or or might not need in that day because you might have had a bad morning and then all of a sudden someone comes in that had an even worse morning. It's going to sound kind of cliche, but I'll leave that shit at the door. Honestly, you have to, or else, you know what I mean? It's going to come over. Like, if I had a bad morning, I'm going to come in and be a dick to somebody. Like, I'll sit in my car and, like, smoke a deeper or something like that, you know, and calm the fuck down. Because that, that shit will really affect your art, you know? It if does. You're bad and you're doing a tattoo or something like that, or your old lady's fucking pissed off at you, it's going to fuck with you. And it's going to, like, do shit to your art. So you really need it to be kind of almost like out of it in a sense, but not, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, I, I totally know what you mean, but that, that's such a, it's such a hard thing to do because most people can barely get out of bed sometimes. I mean, we've had a, we have a big, uh, okay. So COVID, I don't think COVID is really the problem right now. I think depression. It's the, yes. It's depression. It's no interaction with people. Yes. It's people, you know, the interaction that you do get, they look at you like you got the fucking plague, you know? Or something like that. It's. I feel like it's. It's been uh, dehumanizing in a sense. That's the uh, worst the, thing in the world, man. For the way people like view people now, you know, like it's crazy to me. Like I. I don't know. I just don't look at people like that. I. I. I just want things to be back to normal. I agree, man. Uh, the only thing I would want to keep is the face mask, the way the Japanese do. I have a cold. I'm gonna wear the mask because I don't want to yeah. risk anyone else getting sick. But I still get respect. To Exactly. Respect. I appreciate that, man. Like, most people kind of frown at me when I say that because, oh, you're a sheep. Uh, Not at all. Like, I I fucking, like, dude, I think COVID's going to affect me super bad. Probably fucking not. But when I go to King Supers, I put my fucking mask on. Right. Because they want you to do it there. And that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking fuck somebody's grandma up or some shit like that. I'm horrible. Not, not, Not in the least, but, man, and... Nothing wrong with like being cool. Like you don't have to be an asshole about everything. You know, that's I think that's a lot of people's problems too. They're like, oh, entitlement. I remember what I was talking about with Gunther. Now was the the fact that whatever's happening right now, whether the Chinese government is trying to wage biological war or whatever conspiracy theory you want to subscribe to, is the fact that you cannot. Gunther and I just cheers to this. Was you cannot stifle the American spirit. No. No, whether you're left, right, middle, libertarian, triggered, uh, yeah, whatever hashtag of, you got. Divisive right now, too, you know? And, like, that's fucking weird. We will triumph. Like, they're doing political parties like it's a fucking sports team. I know, right, man? Like, like, like you're not wearing the right shirt? Like, you showed up at a fucking Slayer shirt and a Weezer shirt and a show and, like, in a Weezer shirt and you gotta leave or they rip it off of you or something? Like, ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't get it. The the to to wind things down, man. I really appreciate how much time you devoted to me tonight, man. Is um, you're sitting in your car, you're you're getting level, you're leveling out, you're whatever you want to call it, uh, in terms of like getting in the right mind space to take whatever random out of left or right field, uh, not politically. I'm just talking about just in general or from another dimension. Some crazy shit someone's about to say to you or want you to to do. What does it feel like walking into your own lair? It's your own cave. To tell tell my listeners to tell my listeners what it is like 
to work your ass off so hard for two, maybe three years and raise 20000 fucking dollars to build your own business and build your own personal cave that only you control. And, and, and you get to pick the right people that, that add to your art. Tell them how good it feels and how hard it sucks to work that hard to get that piece. It feels great now, but like to get there was pretty fucking rough, dude. I guess I work a lot. Like my minimum day is usually like 12 hours, give or take. And during the time of the build out, dude, I mean, shit, you're looking at four months. I get off work nine, 10, 11 o'clock, drive up there immediately, work till two, three in the morning every fucking day, dude. Every off day is up there working. I did it all by myself. What were the like, sacrifices? Um, a lot of family time. And that comes with tattooing in general. Like you do, like it is hard uh, to maintain a healthy relationship with, or at least for me, I can't speak for everyone. You know what I mean? But I'm also like busy, busy, busy. But uh, it's hard to like maintain like a good balance, I guess. How did you, how did you figure out the trick to maintaining the balance? Because obviously you're still happily married. You're still kicking ass. Yeah, still trying to figure it out. I'm getting better at my schedule. I'm like, you're, in, you're in trouble tonight, but that's cool. But just say Minefield's got you in trouble, and eventually they'll realize that I'm a troublemaker. It's cool. Oh, no, I'm in trouble a lot, dude. But it's it's because it's hard, you know what I mean? Because, like, most people can go to work and get a paycheck. If I go to work and I don't do shit all day, I'm not making shit. You know what I mean? You're just sitting there. And, you know, I mean, now my bills have doubled. Still really cool, really fun, but it's it's been pretty uh, stressful. At some points, um, I would say more stressful building it out because once it was open, we were good, you know, because I've maintained, I would say probably like 95% of my clients from when I was working downtown. How did you, uh, how did you build your family? Tattoo family. Uh, she was one of the first people I met here. Really? And uh, seen her like a year later and we just started talking and now we got a son and doing our own thing. Which is cool. She's actually been super fucking supportive for the most part. Uh, putting up with my shit. Because, like, I've never really, like, stressed too hard about nothing with this shit. It's been... It was rough. It's a lot better now, now that it's year two. And I'm not like, holy fucking shit, you just spent everything you saved up for. <laughs> you know? Like, that's crazy. Tell me about no. the people... Tell me about the people you work with. Individually. Um... They're all pretty cool. I will say, uh, in the words of my mentor, that is the hardest thing to do is get you a good staff in there. Because, I mean, you think about it, you spend hours with these people. You know, so you got to be, like, somewhat on the same way. Like, you don't want to go in there and be like, God, I can't stand this fool, you know, or something like that. So that that, that was kind of challenging. But I, I feel like we got a pretty solid crew. Like, me and Steve have been tied. Since I work downtown, he owns a shop right next door. So he's already kind of like my bro, you know. And uh, Brian, I've known him my whole career. And then uh, Shanoa, uh, I've actually known her for quite some time, too. I know her uh, kid's dad and stuff like that. And so it all just kind of worked out. How do they, uh, how do they fill that Reservoir Dog type prototype? recipe like remember remember reservoir dog was mr blonde was the the wild card we've got 
Mr. Uh, Brown, he was the uh, getaway driver. We've got Mr. White, he's the one controlling the the crowd. We've got Mr. Mr. Blue, uh, Pink, Mr. Pink, Mr. Pussy. <laughs> Does that give me? I just want to know how they fill that Reservoir Dogs thing, man. Like uh, you, 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 you don't have that good of a shop that's voted so highly without having such good heavy shooters. Like, how does each one fill that that role? Um, everybody's just got their own strengths, and I feel like everybody's generally pretty personable. You know, that goes, that goes a long way. That's uh, literally how I got into two tattooing was just being able to talk to people. And, like, you, you really got to have that, you know? And, like, you'd be amazed at some of the shit some of these, like, old ladies and stuff say. I think they cut a little more loose because it is a tattoo shop. You know, but it's like, oh, God, this is going to be the bad review today. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> well, man, is there, gets- any, is there anything else that you have to uh, promote your show? Like, how, how do we find you and all your uh, your crew online? Um, oh, online? Yeah. Um, Instagram, we got a Legion Tattoo Company at Instagram. Um, we're also on Facebook. Uh, kind of shitty at social media, but my phone number is on there, so you can always call or text or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we all run off our uh, Instagram accounts, online portfolios, everything. That's actually kind of nice. You know. Well, we appreciate you, man, and we... Cannot tell you how honored we are that you're on the minefields tonight because uh, the reason we call ourselves minefields is um, we named ourselves – me and my best friend uh, that we, we do the show, we do the comics. I, I, him and I do the comic show and then I handle the wrestling stuff and all the artist stuff because he, he works on movies. He's a production designer for movies in Oklahoma, so he's always busy. But uh, like he worked on like Aussie, uh was it August – Usage like that George Clooney movie shit like like he's oh. done, yeah he, Damn. yeah he 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 does all that sort of stuff man he's he's, he's truly yeah. legit and um it's it's we named ourselves off of the uh, our our favorite record is the Fat of the Land by the Prodigy uh, Minefields is uh, the track from the Matrix you know this is dangerous oh okay yeah I walked through minefields and that's that's what that's how we came up with it and. Uh, that's been the aesthetic and, you know, being a former art journalist, journalist and heavy metal rock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've just been trying to incorporate ways to just meet more rad people and talk to artists. Like I have literal no desire to talk to anyone that is not creating anything. Yeah. And it's been an honor to have you on the show, and you are definitely a flower <laughs> in the minefields, man, or fucking tree, or Yggdrasil, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, but you definitely got some fucking power. Fucking A. <laughs> and I appreciate it, man, and I can't wait to get tattooed. I actually have no tattoos. Really? Everyone always... My my friend Melissa the other day was like, she's like, I don't understand I, it. You got long hair, you got cuts all over your body, you're into fucking witchcraft, and... You don't have a fucking tattoo. I'm like, I'm scared of needles, man. <laughs> they are. It is a different type of needle. Like, I don't like shots. Every time I go in there, they're like, you got all those tattoos? I'm like, it's a different kind of needle, Peggy. All right? Like, we're not jabbing this shit into my muscle. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's fine if it burns or if you're slicing at me. Shit, my fat's been cut open from that sort of shit, man. I'm, I was fine with it. But the second I need a flu shot, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Mm. It's way too big. It's it's uh, nice to meet 
and become acquainted with, and I hope we become good friends in the future uh, because I'm going to be at your shop a lot. You've- yeah, you're welcome, man. Anytime. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Guys, this is Minefields. This is why we do it. You are a sponsor of Colorado Springs Wrestling. We can't even fucking thank you enough for that because you invested in a very hot pony, by the way. And oh, yeah. uh, that shit's picking up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 lighting some fucking asses on fire that thought they had a stranglehold on shit, and all of a sudden this new kid showed up at school with a skateboard that no one knew ha- existed, CDs no one knew that that this music existed, and the fucking talent and. We got the best tattoo shop in the fucking state supporting us, man, and we can't thank you enough. Um, but it's all on your own merit, man. It has nothing to do with you sponsoring Colorado Springs, man. It's just it's just your the, the merit of you and your crew. And I can't wait to get my first tattoo at your shop. Hell yeah, dude! That'll be dope. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Well, uh, minefields, minefielders. This transmission is ending. <laughs>